0: Welcome to it. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Nice to see both of you here, especially you, GP. It's
1: good to see you. How are you? Uh, yeah, good. Good. Just uh, wishing I was on the trail. But yeah, good.
2: Yeah, glad. I'm, I'm glad we don't have smell-o-vision.
1: Yeah, this, I'm <laughs> resting on this nice giant pile of trash here. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, awesome. I, I see
0: that. Did you uh, did you have a good time out in uh, out in nature?
1: Actually, I did have a good time out in nature. I just right now I actually smell like dirt. <laughs> that's that, that's the joy saying. of nature. That was why I was saying I'm glad we don't have vision, But going to you know. say yes. that's
0: I'm glad yeah. we're in a virtual studio this time and not you know we don't yes. we're not actually we're not all congregating in Los Angeles at the moment. <laughs>
1: yeah, nah, no, the uh, yeah. A lot of dust down in Mexico <laughs> a lot of dust
0: yeah and and to be honest with you i'm surprised you actually
1: made it back in one piece i'm glad you're here no there was surprisingly how many border patrol are on both sides when i went down there really shocking
2: border number. patrol wait no but biden's not doing anything with the border he's not that's racist what are you talking about hey, hold on a second now did you did uh, you see a wall oh my god Then
1: the wall is gigantic okay it used to be a fence okay it was a fence that right. you, could, you could literally that some people may or may not have slipped through to go, woo, I'm in Mexico, and then slip back through go, woo, I'm in the U.S. I'm not saying there may have been a few people and persons of, that have done that in the past.
0: Yeah, I know, the GP, wall- I, saw you, I saw you on YouTube. I saw it, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying it was me, but, but now the new one, this new one, is if you could climb over it, yeah. That's, yeah, I heard pretty it's pretty awesome. impressive. Pretty, pretty awesome. I heard
0: I heard it's pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. I heard it's uh it's something like thirty feet tall or or something like that. And then it's
1: Yeah. Um I mean if you just had a light ladder, you could I could you could literally go get all the way up top, pull the ladder up, pull it all the way down and get over it. I mean, walls have never stopped anybody. Uh it's a security around there. But I mean I within half a minute of me being over at the at the fence and looking through it. I had border patrol.
0: I was going to say, were they uh, were they on you saying, uh, sir, what are you? Talking? Yeah,
1: no, they were driving up and I'm like, I'm backing away, backing away. And they stop. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a guy with, uh, with yeah, a with a lot of people from on. the U.S. are racing to get over to Mexico.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that they are. Before oh, I forget. Hold on. Before I forget and and I get too far ahead. Bruce, how you doing?
2: Um, uh, seeing alive, Dragging a bit, but, you know. I got four hours total last night, so about two hours. I think he got less sleep than
0: what GP did, and he was sleeping in the dirt. What happened to you? I just had a rough night. Just wasn't able to
1: sleep. He was worried about me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yes, GP, that's what it was. (laughs) I I knew he was on the border, yeah. That that was it. Kept you up at night. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being so concerned about me being at the border. Appreciate it. I actually didn't know you
0: were down there. And uh, mm. I, I when you told me that, I thought, oh, God, you know, he's uh, that." OK. Well, that's the last I'm going to see of him.
1: Yeah, no, the border is uh, it's pretty awesome down there. The fence is great. I didn't go down to the uh, the t- 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 the what do they call them now? <laughs> they, they, used call them the <laughs> the, they used to call them cages. The container, the detention, the, the detention like like facilities. Park. It looks like a trailer park with bars on the windows. Yeah, it really does. You know, like it's basically mobile jail cells. Seriously. That's so what they it are, looks like. actually a...
2: No, you, you remember in school how they had those uh, mobile classrooms? That's what it looks like. With bars on
1: the window, though. That's mobile the classrooms. There's bar. Li- yeah. You know, those old. But these are actually smaller. Than that. But they're um, they have uh, they're completely locked from the outside
2: facilities. You, if you're in them, you're not getting out. <laughs> and suppose yeah. supposedly they're padded rooms as well. And, you know, all that stuff. So the kids don't hurt themselves, you see. No, no. So it's you
1: can't film inside them. Okay. They're literally, they're closed to prevent, they're enclosed. You see a cage or a fenced in area, you could take pictures and see what's going on inside. Well, these, they prevent that. So, you know, so So, everything uh, going inside is happy.
2: Out of curiosity, did AOC go down there and cry? um, No, no. She was partying. Oh, she was partying. Oh, because these are the the same same facilities she went down and cried at. These are the same
1: ones. So well they reopened more so that's why she was happy I think when she So like this is this is the one where she ops. was she took a couple photo ops
0: Yeah this is the one where she went to like Texas when when Trump was in office she went down to Texas and she was complaining mm-hmm. about people drinking out of toilets which wasn't true at all they mm-hmm. they used the same mechanism that they put in like jails which is it's all one unit so you can't even make that claim there's a there's a toilet on the bottom and a sink on the top that's what they put in jails and mm-hmm. And these are people that were detained that crossed the border illegally. I'm I'm sorry, you broke the law. You broke the law by doing that. Well, we have to not detain that, you.
2: That's better. <laughs> That's better facilities than what those kids were having uh, on the way here, for sure. For sure, and and of course, have you ever have you ever seen a Mexican jail?
0: No disrespect Mm. to the to the good people of Mexico, but have you ever seen a Mexican jail? American jails are like five star resorts. People
1: don't go back. American jails are like five star resorts all across the board. It's the inmates that make it miserable. No, seriously, if you if you were to you you could actually if you there were no inmates if you took a, a a facility a prison facility and turned it into a resort. People be like, oh, man, this is great. Well, I wasn't disagreeing with um, you. I was I was actually agreeing with you. I would say
0: it's
2: a three-star. I wouldn't say. Three-star. Yeah, I would say it's a Motel
1: 6. It's a Motel yeah, 6.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because the ones I've been in, they're they, they three-star. You've been in? <laughs> You've been in jail, <laughs> Bruce? I've, really? I've actually. I know, been, Bruce. Why did, uh-huh. why, why did we hire yeah. this guy? Why did we hire this guy? Yeah, elementary school even.
1: Oh, I remember the mattress tag thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That
2: was you. <laughs> yeah, the tag man will get you. Yeah, they'll take that off. Yeah. 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 Well, but to your point about the great facilities uh the Netherlands have wonderful facilities there yes yeah. literally those are like a four-star hotel yeah like yeah, I know they're much yeah. better
1: than ours you're free to go everywhere you want you can't go very far because you'll freeze to death but Norway is
0: yeah. the same if you, have you ever looked yeah, have Norway. you ever looked inside of a Norwegian jail it is just it's like having an apartment that's really what it is yes. All right. But anyway. They
1: have a different but that's a different norm, too.
0: Are, are so. we actually are we going to get on to an actual topic this afternoon or are we just going to sit here and shoot the proverbial? Yes. I mean, we, we did just actually hit multiple targets. We did. Uh, or, or we topics, did. So I'll well, tell you what, let's let's talk about putting some other individual in jail, which OK. All right. we'll, we'll talk about politicians Please say in Cuomo. Jail. Please say Cuomo. Hold on. Before we get started, okay. to, before I get down into who that might be, Nicholas Sarkozy, mm-hmm. the former mm-hmm president of France, he was just sentenced to three years in jail today. Of course, they gave him a two-year suspended sentence, so he's only going to serve 12 months. Of course, he'll be out in good behavior in, oh, I don't know, a month. A week? <laughs> yeah, a week, maybe. Seven hours? Yeah. he already No, he already served. He, his time he's already out. Behavior. Yeah, he's already out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Long enough for the news cycle to change. That's, right. that's all it takes. Right. Right. So they'll say, "Oh yes, yes, we uh we we put him in jail." So about some wiretapping scandal or something when he was in there. I don't know. Sarkozy was uh he, he was in with the uh, the Clintons and he was all good with uh with Hillary whenever she would come over when she was Secretary of State and yeah, that was uh, a that, that was a nice was a nice relationship they had. But anyway, over to America. Do you guys think Andrew Cuomo is going to go to jail? Oh
1: yes. I mean, I don't know.
0: Well, no, it's it's an interesting thing because if you look at what's happened to him, Everyone's rounding on. Who do you piss off? Well, it depends. Who do you piss off? Everybody. See, this is I honestly think he's going to be under the
1: bus guy. Yes. Yeah. Under the bus guy. Yeah. He's he's the 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 next Oliver North. Is he Oliver North? Yeah, he's the roadkill.
0: That's what he he will be the pound of flesh that they'll that they'll offer up to to take the heat off of them. But Nancy Pelosi has even turned on him today. She said that um, he's a what, what was it she actually said? Uh, she said that, that his sexual harassment allegations are credible. So even she's turned on him. CNN, of course, they, they put the, uh, the ban back in on his brother, Chris Cuomo, from actually interviewing him. They did that a couple of weeks ago, and we thought, all right, well, there's something wrong here. And they haven't obviously been covering the, uh, the nursing home scandal so mm-hmm. those deaths. Well, they've been mentioning been that
1: almost all the deaths have been happening in the nursing room.
0: Right. But they now they're bringing it you, up. I, yeah, I understand. But now they're they're moving forward with these multiple sexual allegations against this guy. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be the uh, the next thing. And of course, now it turned into like, uh, what was it, Bruce? He said there was like a poker game or something <laughs> that
2: was going on. Strip and- poker. And uh, the, the latest one was um, taking the whole sausage or something like that, that he said.
0: Oh, the, well, the no, hot dog? he.
2: The,
1: the lady well, no,
0: he made eat a whole hot dog. There was a there was a news reporter or something to that effect that came up. I don't know if he actually just said it or if it was something that had just resurfaced. I think it was something that had resurfaced, but I know that he did say it. Uh, it was. Yeah, it's, it's being reported that he did say it. And there's video of it. Apparently, it's floating around basically what this is. OK, so there's a video that's out. He's at some kind of like a party or something. And I, I just watched the video. That he's sitting at a at a table, and he's looking at the female reporter, and he's holding up a sausage, or he's eating a, san- or a sandwich. They're saying that it's a sausage, but it's actually a sandwich. And he says, "I want to see you eat the whole sandwich." But they're sa- the the media is saying that it's a sausage. I don't see where he's
2: saying that it's a sausage, and, and that's apparently so what this is. Was it was it a different occurrence? And this was just an example of him doing this. Like this is a a joke that he's done before. Or is it just the media is lying to us and trying to give more more reason why we should hate Cuomo uh, and try? Well, to I'm not sure.
0: I'm not sure. I mean, they're, they're saying that uh, like they're quoting him. I'm looking at the New York Post article. They're quoting him here saying, I want to see you eat the whole sausage as he's talking to uh, yeah, News Channel 9 reporter. But he actually I, I just heard him like I just heard him. He's holding a sandwich. He says, I want to see you eat the whole sandwich. So why are they misquoting him? Like, what's what's the point? Okay, never mind. um, Never mind. Never mind. I I just I just saw that the video goes on. So, okay, so they didn't misquote him. So the reporter sits down at the table and she's eating a sausage, kind of like what you would put like a a bratwurst on on a bun, right with the relish and, and the coleslaw and everything else. And apparently he says, I want to see you eat the whole sausage, (laughs) which which is probably not a good thing to say to a news reporter if you're a governor, just the optics of it. It's just it's bad. It's just bad.
2: Yeah. And not only that, that is a weird... Like I I, that wouldn't even cross my mind to say I would like to see you eat the whole sausage like that is just such a weird comment. Yeah. Let alone the fact that, uh, you know, it it, it, the implications, you know, the the optics of it. It's just really they're calling it pressuring a reporter to eat a whole
0: sausage in a creepy video. And to be fair, you can tell that he's trying to do the whole flirt thing. You know what I mean? But he's he's just he's not quite getting it. And he's he's acting like the Italian tough guy, you know, that the whole the New York thing and and all the rest of it, thinking that he's impressing someone because he's the governor and this and that. That's what
2: I'm taking away from it. So it sounds like to me they're try they're grasping at straws. They're trying to find anything that will stick because, yes, as weird and creepy and awkward as that situation is, it's not really sexual harassment. That's not. No, it's not. Like that that doesn't that that doesn't fit, but it's they're going
0: for I guess a, a certain kind of presentation here because they they're just pigpiling right they're throwing everything on top of the pile to see what sticks and so that that seems to be what it is so they've got all these people. it's just like Trump they got all these people coming out uh, or anybody else that they do this to they they've got all these people that come out and it just gets thrown onto the to to the uh, to the fire so that's that's what they're doing with him but it seems to be that it's the it's an onslaught. The nursing home deaths. Okay, so you have that agitation. And then of course now you throw the sexual harassment allegations on top of that. And then there's there's probably going to be something else. They'll probably spin it another way. So he needs to be hit from like two or three different angles politically to throw him off balance. And he also has to be attacked from multiple angles by different people. So you notice now, first it was concerned family members, right? So they've got the community on board with it. Then it was the state legislature, they turned on him. Then they turned the media on him, his own brother included. Now they've got members of Congress, most notably House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that's turned on him. So yeah, it's a it's a circling of the sharks, if you will. That's that's what it is. And of course, who stands to gain? Letitia James, right? The attorney general in uh
2: in the state of New York. Yeah, she's making moves to try to replace which she's far left, far more left than Cuomo hmm. You've got top Democrats now that
0: are calling on investigative power to be given to who? Well, Attorney General Letitia James. And of course, she would be tapped to replace him at the uh, at the governor's mansion, of course. You know, so it's clear what it is. That's politics, right? That's politics. You've got to know how to play the game. And she knows how to play. She's a player. You can see it. And of course, who released the initial report on the nursing home desk? That's where you have to go, right? Who released the initial report Leticia James, wasn't it? It's was the attorney general, state's attorney general's office. So that's what started the firestorm. If I had to guess, I would say that there was probably something struck behind the scenes that set that in motion, because that's just how politics are, right? That That's just
2: how the game's played. Right. They were just fawning over him here a few months ago. He won the uh, that award. You know, what was it? The... Uh, oh, the Emmy? International Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he won yeah. the Emmy Award. And then, and then they he had the book and he was going on tour, how wonderful he was. His leadership. You know? and, yeah. And by the way, he was, uh, the the book, actually, uh, he was, um, what was it, uh, paid early? What, what What's the, uh, what they call that in uh, book terms? The book advance. Yeah, advance. Thank you. Hey, book advance. Uh, yeah, he was paid millions in advance. Um, I don't know. You know, it kind of sounds a little suspect to have the golden child all of a sudden get thrown under the bus. It's... Uh, Well, his brother,
0: his brother said he wasn't going to stroke his ego or anything like that. But it was quite possible that he could have been the best governor in the entire country. Not saying that because he was his brother or anything, of course. Mm-hmm. Boy, GP is just on a roll today with his inputs Rural on these. Oh, man. Issues. Just yeah. <laughs> he is on a roll. Helps when haven't I'm not se- muted. I haven't had the guy on a podcast <laughs> for an entire week. And he comes back and I'm like, GP, what do you think on that? Mm hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> All right. I tell you what, let's jump down. All right. Let's get off of Cuomo. You guys got anything else on Cuomo? I think they're going to flush him. No,
1: apparently everybody I else does, though. I, I think they're going go to flush ahead.
2: him. Uh, you know, flushing him is great and all, but uh, don't stop at Cuomo. Keep no, going. You gotta, take them, uh, you gotta take them all down. Yeah, you got to go after all of them that were uh, putting um, COVID positive patients into retirement homes. You have to go after all of them. So our entire government? Well, no, start with the state governors. Let's
0: start with... Jay Inslee out in the state of Washington. That's where it actually started, was that throwing the patients in the nursing homes. That's where it started. You had 35 in the initial two weeks, the first two weeks of nursing home deaths in the United States. It was in the state of Washington by Governor Inslee. I remember those reports coming out, and we're like, we're seeing all these nursing home deaths in the state of Washington because Inslee's policy was exactly what they adopted across the country. Gretchen Whitmer, state of Michigan, Tom Wolf, Pennsylvania, Phil Murphy of New Jersey. Oh, that, uh- the, the Rachel Levine.
2: Yeah.
0: Our, oh, yes. Yes. The assistant health secretary or I, to be confirmed or will be confirmed. I don't know. But I think she's going to be confirmed. Well, she took her mother out of a nursing home, put her in a hotel and then put all the infected patients in the nursing homes. H- how is that not criminally negligent homicide? How? Just just saying. OK, down to Oklahoma. Bruce, we talked yesterday morning. You brought this up on something I said we were going to push it back to today. So let's go over what's in this bill. OK, so this is an important piece of legislation that's been put forth in your state. This is the second piece of stellar legislation I've seen coming out of your state in the last week. This is phenomenal. So let's yeah, go over this yeah. thing. Let, let's go over this thing. So what is this? And, and more than that, what can we do to inform the listener to get this put onto legislation in their states, because that's where this has to be done, is at the state and local level. Okay, so what have they done now? So last week it was on the academic side of things in the uh, the, what was like the critical. No, you couldn't discriminate against anything. Yeah, Yeah, but it was targeted at that. But you couldn't discriminate against anything, against anybody for any reason. So they they pretty much they They outlawed, more or less, they outlawed, or they're in the process, okay, let me me be clear, because it's not passed yet, but the way things are moving down there, I would expect it to, but they essentially, they're in the process of outlawing any kind of discrimination openly against another individual, no matter who it is. So, yeah, that's, and I'm all for that. So
2: now, what have they done with this? this new piece of legislation. So basically, uh, the Biden administration, if they pass an executive order that we don't like, that we think is unconstitutional, uh, we will ignore it. That's literally the gist of what this uh, bill will do. It'll go to the AG. If the AG says, yeah, it's unconstitutional, we ignore it. If the AG says, no, it's not unconstitutional, but the House says that it is unconstitutional by a majority vote, we still ignore it. <laughs> so basically, the Biden administration—if they pass any kind of legislation, like for example, the pipeline will do it anyway. That's interesting, and I and I find it fascinating how long these bills are coming out of your state. I mean, <laughs> the amount of paper that they use on these—this—I uh, <laughs> know this, it is it, just <laughs> like it taken a whole tree to to print these things up. It's it's this,
0: and especially ridiculous.
2: the especially the actual like the print itself this is out of a
0: tractor-fed paper (laughs) it's out of a tractor-fed printer that's what it looks like Like, yeah that's what it is you know with the holes punched on the sides you know you know i'm talking about yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what you should have
1: seen the size of the bill for the uh the california school lunches really was it one to three only only less than one percent one to less less than one percent of it had anything to do with the school lunches the rest of it had to do with uh raises uh territorial the stuff it was it was crazy. was it a thousand pages uh, I think it was a little more than that. More
2: than
0: that.
2: jeez, <laughs> mm, I've got something yeah, on the so, California
0: schools today. We'll talk about that in a minute.
2: But li- sticking with this. Yeah. Facetiousness aside, um, it's actually three pages long. And if you get rid of that massive blank space they have at the the beginning of it, it's actually only two pages. <laughs> so oh, okay. It's uh pretty pretty clear, straight to the point, precise. Yeah. So, so let's look. We we want we do what we want type of bill. It's basically um, executive orders don't apply to us. They're not legal. They're not laws. Basically, they're they're for the executive branch only, and that's basically what they're saying. Okay. And it's the federal executive branch. Is there not, to yeah. rule by executive order the sign of a tyrant? Oh, uh, I believe. Uh, who was it that said that during the campaign trail? Uh, uh, who was that? Um, I th- oh, yeah, I that was, was, Joe, uh, Biden. Biden. was Biden. Joe Biden. I think it was Joe Biden. I think it was Joe Biden. I think
0: Joe Biden said if you... I think that it was Joe Biden. Well, Rule Joe Biden, Biden has said a lot of things.
2: I got hairy legs. You yeah. Have
0: to, you have to take all of that into, into consideration when you talk about the, a gentleman such as that. Uh, the,
2: you know, he's the leader of the free world, you see. <laughs> yeah, he's also done more executive orders in his first week than uh, any other president in history. In fact, That's he's true. done more by, multi, by, by multiples. He's done more executive orders in this first week than the last, uh, what, four presidents uh, combined. Yeah, but that was just reverse bad policy, right? Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Bad policy,
1: quote unquote. Yeah, bad policy. Yeah, the, the diabetics getting cheaper medications and he removed
0: that. Yeah, right. That was, what, what is up with that? The diabetics that getting really getting pol- the, the cheaper medications post, and
1: then all of a sudden he... Oh Big Pharma? Because Big Pharma. And then, you know, the reversing all the, yeah, all the good stuff. That's Biden for you. Okay,
0: Um, the um, the bill. So what do we do with this? How do how do we get people? how How do we get the populace to actually take action on something like this? Because here's the thing. We're looking at an issue here where we're trying to fight things from the top down from the federal level down. And it doesn't work like that, right? The unique thing about the American system is is that our power resides at the local level. This is why we see policy that's being handed down by organizations like the UN implemented at the local level, because they know that in America, that's where everything originates from. That's the difference between the American system and the European system in a lot of respects, is our system is essentially inverted. We come from the grassroots and we can work our way up through that system. Whereas in Europe, in a lot of European democracies, you're actually dealing with representatives that you send to the federal level and then you work your way down. So it's the it's the inverse of that in the United States. This is why the U.S. isn't a true democracy. When you hear all these people talking about democracy in America, democracy in America, we're not a democracy. We're not a democracy. That's not how that works. We're a constitutional republic. So at the local level, state and local level, what we can do here is we can have legislation put forth by our state legislatures that are passed by both houses in the states, the House of Representatives in the states, the Senate in the states. You have state senators, not the ones you send to D.C. And then, of course, you have the governors, right? They're essentially the executive of that uh, of that state. So like a miniature president. So that's what needs to happen here. So you can pass something like this at a local level, too. It doesn't necessarily have to be at a state level. You can override the feds from a local level. That's what needs to be done here. It would be great if you could get this done at the state level. So here's what you can do. We mentioned the name of the bill a few days ago about the education, right? That's key. That right there needs to be done in every single state. This one, however, you'll have to go to, again, state of Oklahoma's website. We went to uh, state.ok.us. And this is, I believe it's House Bill 1236. Is that correct? Is that what this is?
2: Yes. Yes. House Bill 1236. This is for the, uh, obviously, you'll want to look for 2021 legislation. So, right. So get this bill.
0: OK, get this bill. This is four pages. And that includes all of the the legal jargon in between, you know, the ones where you have to put like the lead up to it and then the ending and all that stuff. The actual bill, again, is what, about a page and a half? The actual
2: meat and potatoes of the legislation? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say about a page and a half. The, the actual, yeah. That's such a small one. That's crazy. It is. It is. And it's so simple.
0: Go to this website. Go to the state of Oklahoma online. Get this bill, HB 1236. Print it out. Talk to your local legislators about it. Talk to your local city council. Talk to your mayor, if you have their ear. Go to a city council meeting. Ask them, why are we
2: not considering this? What do we have to do? Call your elected representatives. And tell them at, at the state level, even go to your sheriff, because some of these bills that we're, we're starting to pass here in Oklahoma, we also have a um, constitutional carry, which means you don't have to have a license to conceal carry. Take that to your, um, you know, to your sheriff. And say, hey, uh, when Biden comes in and starts trying to use executive orders to get rid of guns, where do you stand? And get to know your local sheriff because they're the ones that have power over the feds coming in and taking your guns, for example. Don't forget about the sheriff as well as, you know, your city council's mayor and and so forth. And yeah,
1: we do know that our governors can override the president because otherwise we'd never have had uh, safe
2: zones in the last four years. Yeah, the sanctuary cities. <laughs> sanctuary or, cities, right. Or states legalizing drugs that are illegal federally
0: yes yeah okay um over to california so yes that that bill oh dear gosh that bill is key what now now in california before we jump that that bill is key seriously that that is that is an amazing piece of legislation that was put forth by oklahoma bravo to them yes california your state teachers union president who is leading the charge out there to keep the schools closed your schools are still closed i'm assuming yes oh yeah yeah. Okay. With no sign mm-hmm. of reopening. Absolutely. The, no
1: talk of reopening. Nope.
0: nope. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not sure what that's got to do with anything, but.
1: No, it's because the vast majority of people living in California are a minority and putting people in schools risks them is a high risk to, uh, for them getting COVID or thereby killing them. Uh-huh. So it's a racially motivated move to open up the schools in California. Because over 50% of the population is Hispanic. Okay. Or Latinx. Well, or...
0: Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, I I consider that to be a... And I know what you're saying. You're just saying what's being stated. I'm just reiterating. I'm just yeah, reiterating. Yeah, exactly. That's all you're doing. i am
1: just... It, um, that's all and I, like just, I personally, yeah, just,
0: I, dis, I dismiss that whole argument because it's just... It's ridiculous. It's identity politics. It's divisive and it needs to stop. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, just to clarify, it's
2: Latinx, I believe, is the preferred term. Latinx. Yes, yes. Latinx. Are you guys speaking English? I, I kid you not. That is the name that the left gives uh, the, the Latino community is Latinx. Wow. It's Latinx. Wow. Yeah. Well, the, the, OK, the, I've heard a lot of the left calling it Latinx. But yeah, it's Latinx. The California
0: Teachers Union president who is leading the charge of keeping the schools closed. Yeah, they got caught this morning dropping their daughter off at the, uh, the in-person preschool that's a private school. So apparently that's OK. That's that's fine.
1: No, I, I've already heard the apology. It says, uh, I made a mistake. Oh, wait, we keep hearing that over and over again. A mistake?
0: You, <laughs> you make it sound like that there's people out there that actually say,
2: I made a bad mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: what, what is it with your state representatives out there that work in government that, uh, that make all these mistakes? I, I don't quite understand it.
1: They're, just on, they're only human. They, yeah. they learn bad policies from other states. Mm-hmm. They were heavily influenced by other states. Yeah, yeah. Why they keep I, doing I'm, these things? I'm sure there mm-hmm. there was a uh, there was a was a supervisor in Los
0: Angeles there in your uh, in your fair city of Los Angeles that uh, mm-hmm. ordered restaurants to be closed, and then two hours later she was dining at one.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a standard operating procedure here. Do as
0: we say, not as we do. And then of course there was the French Laundry incident. By the way, is your governor gonna yeah. is is he getting thrown out by by summer? Do you think he's going to be gone? We, we, we I don't know. He
1: keeps. You got to remember, he's really pushing for this immigration, new voting stuff, and pushing in a lot of bribes coming out. A lot of bribes coming out, but really? we always know how, how bribes are working with like uh, Biden, all his bribe promises. You know, college forgiveness. Did that Did that happen? Did Did that happen yet?
0: Uh, well, th- that was part of the COVID bill, right? It was Was that was yeah. oh, What about the
2: fifteen uh, an hour? Uh, that did not. Well, pass. that was. That, that did did didn't pass. actually get through because of the oh, but that he promised the, the, that, but he promised that. Yeah, but it wasn't his fault. See, it was the was it praetor? Literally, there's something like praetorian or something. I don't know. That's what, whatever their title was. Literally, something like that. They said, "Yeah, you can't vote on that for this type of uh, this type of bill," which was a reconciliation bill, which has to do with um, budget passing. When there's a deadlock, uh, basically, mm-hmm. they only need fifty one percent to to pass it. So you see. Or no, actually, it's fifty. Fifty votes is all they need, because then so they would have th- Kamala do the fiftieth, fifty-first. Right, right. right.
1: So this teacher, or this, this supervisor dropped off their kid at school. That's correct. They're, uh, they're the one out there
0: saying that uh, it's too dangerous for your kids to be back in school, but mm. they're seen dropping off their child at a private school. Of course, I'll- that's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. And, you know, I I know that we've got a lot of California listeners. That's our highest listener base is California. I think it's because of you, GP.
1: I doubt that. (laughs) 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 I'm pretty sure I'm the exact opposite of that for the Californians. Yes, because I'm airing the dirty laundry.
0: Yes. Well, no, it's there's a reason that the issues that we bring up resonates in the state of California. It resonates, I think, because you do have the people out there in those pockets of conservatism and and people that just want to people that they just created, want to be independent though they, yeah, yeah but people just want to be yeah. independent like they they want to be able to run their businesses they want to be able to to live their lives send their kids to school and, and just be left the hell alone i mean it's it's really not that complicated
1: white supremacist, all of you you know that's i find it interesting Polo's got that actually has has trademarked that i, I find it interesting that that Stop is being not being too white yeah i
0: i find it interesting that that's an argument that seems to be shouted in the united states and not anywhere else that doesn't seem to be shouted. What? Well, this this whole identity politics, right? I don't care
1: if it's, I don't care if it's about race. England's got it pretty bad. Yes, England's got it pretty bad, but... Israel's got it pretty bad. Israel? Yes. Between the, the people of Pakistan and the uh, people of Israel. Palestine. You know, they... Ha- Palestine. Sorry. Pakistan. Ah. See what happens. Says I, the I got the Biden. Says the says the, the, the globe really I got yeah. a really I got the really bad Bidens right now. <laughs> so the uh, Well no, it's it's interesting
0: though that like it, I mean think about the identity politics game. I
1: can't believe
0: I did it. Yeah, it's, I feel like
1: Pakistan that's a quite a distance away from <laughs> yeah, Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no no, a, they have, they're having a lot of racial problems right there.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, politics. granted, you've got you've got a couple of exceptions outside of the US, sure. So the Israel Palestine thing, that's been going on for a long time. So there's nothing mm-hmm. new there. So I, I really don't chalk that up to identity politics. That's just a feud that's been going on that will never stop. Mm-hmm. The UK, definitely, right? Identity politics mm-hmm. is heavily played there. They can't really play it on mainland Europe. They, they can't really play it, though they're trying to. Wait, but I, they have-, have you
1: been to France lately?
0: Okay, France. All right. Yeah, fair enough. France is a different thing. But you also have Emmanuel Macron has come out saying, look, Mm -hmm. we're not going to to play to American wokeness when it comes Mm -hmm. to the cancel culture. We're not going to play to that. It doesn't resonate with. Uh, with democracy and any kind of a democracy that he would want to be living in or being uh, a person that governs within. He doesn't want to live in a world like that. And he says that he will fight against that. So American wokeness coming out of, or identity politics, whatever you want to call it, it's the same thing, coming out of American educational institutions, that seems to be, um, how do I say, they're trying to export it to different parts of the world. And you're seeing a pushback from the populace here in Europe, and of course, you've got elected representatives that are actually standing up for it because they know it'll be the end of them as well. For example, when Twitter came out and they banned Trump, you guys remember that they banned Trump, they banned Limbaugh, Steve Bannon, all the rest of them. it was it was in one fell swoop. The sledgehammer took all of them out in one night, in one night. They call it the digital night of the long knives because it was the same thing as what uh, what the Nazis tried to pull off here, getting rid of all the uh, possible opposition. So Twitter does that. Immediately what happened? Merkel came out in Germany and said, that's a very dangerous precedent because they know that that cancel culture will happen to them too.
2: Identity politics. I don't really know what to go on there.
0: Well, it's it's difficult to promote that agenda here is what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's you see it very heavily in the US. It's very heavy in the US.
2: You can't really play that game here. People won't take to it. Didn't the EU already go through their political correctness bit and it didn't really take hold there? So. That's kind of what is spurred it in America, right? Yeah, We tried. went through the political correctness stuff, and then it went on to the racism and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they tried it in Europe, and it didn't stick. It didn't work. They got through it. And now they're sitting here laughing at us while we were going through political correctness. And now it's advanced on to um, racism and sexism and all that fun stuff.
0: Yeah, because people capitulated to the political correctness. No one pushed back against the political correctness. So therefore, it just got worse. It's just like anything else. If you submit to it, it just gets worse. It doesn't go away. If you think, oh, I'm just going to ignore that, it's going to go away. It's like COVID. You ignore COVID. If you ignore the uh, I'm not talking about the virus itself, I'm talking about the people that are in government. If you ignore the government edicts to take your rights away, it'll get worse, but it'll be in a different form. They'll come at you with something else. So instead of let's say let's say for example for the sake of argument, let's say everyone stands up and opens their businesses, right? Of course, that (laughs) let's be honest, right? That's not going to happen. But let's say that that would happen. All right. What's going to happen? First of all, the government cannot stop you. They cannot stop you. You have a legal right to open your business. The Polish did it. The government backed off and said, yeah, all right, forget it. The Italians did it. The Italian government collapsed. So they had to back off of all of that. Well, what are they going to do? They're going to come back at you with something else. They'll hit you with something else. They'll turn your power off. They'll turn your water off. That's, I mean, they're going to do everything they can possibly do to menace you to break your will. That's what they're there for. But circling back to pull a is in GP's in this deep intellectual texting war right now. That's why he's not paying attention. How bad is it?
1: Uh, typical California
0: stuff. Okay, so you're not solving any problems then. You're just going in circles.
1: Yes, we, we I am literally going in a circle gp you can't reach the wokeness you can't reach the wokeness
0: it's just not going to work
1: i'm going to reach the wokeness
0: (laughs) i'm going to reach them let's go back to the schools Mm -hmm. so you have the hypocritical california student teachers union president whatever saying we're going to keep the schools closed and we don't want to reopen gp said the schools are closed they have no sign of reopening Mm -hmm. no no answers or anything
1: no didn't so, Fauci, I think Fauci said that we really should be doing anything until twenty twenty? Yeah, we sh-
0: yeah we shouldn't shouldn't be doing anything because of the danger. Well, the Washington Post says that um, we don't have to worry about the uh, kids being out of school. We don't have to worry about that effect on the parents or anything like that. Uh, we shouldn't worry about it because the kids. Well, they'll they'll likely be fine. They'll they'll likely be fine. So likely. likely- Likely. Likely yeah. is
1: always good. I love
0: hearing likely. Elizabeth Rosenthal, editor-in-chief of Kaiser Health News, wrote a piece in the Washington Post on February 25th, dismissively titled, "Beijing's SARS lockdown taught my children resilience, your COVID kids will likely
1: be fine." Wow, I t- you know I trust
0: that. Yeah, well, she wrote this because she's basing this on her experience living with her children in Beijing. Of course, I'm sure there's no bias there or anything. During the 2003 2002 or 2002 2003 SARS outbreak, of course, there was a little bit of a difference. Then we didn't have social media, and mass media manipulation, and smartphones, and a way to carry the hysteria and, and promote the fear and, and things like that. You, mm-hmm. you didn't quite have all that, so there was a big difference there.
2: Well, and the media was already too busy um, bashing Bush for the uh, the right. war in Iraq at that time, so in Afghanistan. So she says, and I'm quoting here from her uh, from her op ed. She
0: says, with 2020 hindsight, I can provide some reassurance. Now, she she's going to reassure you. She, she's going to reassure you because mm. my kids were eight and 10 when SARS hit Beijing nearly two decades ago. But as I said, aforementioned with all of the things, of course, what you pointed out, Bruce, how media were too busy bashing Bush for the uh, Iraq thing. Yeah. When SARS hit Beijing nearly two decades ago, shutting down the city for months, months, not years, months, your children will likely be fine and maybe even better as human beings having lived through this tragic experience.
1: No, I I don't think it will be. You will be, the children will be better because they're going to make it more xenophobic, more afraid to go out. When you start losing those social skills, it even makes it harder when you, okay, say say everything opened up tomorrow. We've been shut down for over a year. How are you going to go react to people when you go out there and, Just normal interactions like, you know, for school, they're going to be unsure, they're going to be nervous, and it's going to be a lot of problems.
0: And if you look at the child suicide rate, the youth suicide rate already, it's off the charts. So they're already going through the symptoms of withdrawal from not having Mm -hmm. the social interaction. So imagine reintroducing that, as you said, how long is that going to be for them to to reacclimate to what is considered to be a normal society? But we're being told all day about new normals and new ways to do this and new ways to do that rather than just getting these people out of
2: the way and getting on with life to your point about how kids are going to react. I know how me and my buddies would react, Mm. you know, in school, we'd be a little bit more rebellious and a little bit more hard headed, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the teachers try to social distance, mask wearing, all that kind of stuff. Oh, me and my buddies would not have would not have any of that. We would probably Mm -hmm. be suspended or expelled. Because we're not doing the math stuff, and the buddies that I had in school, we were we we were a bit rebellious. But see, that's okay because
0: they'll
1: likely be fine. Yeah, she she's, like, she's likely be fine. Yeah, likely. she's reassuring that they'll likely how be fine. likely like thirty percent fine. Seventy percent fine. Well, she just says likely. What's likely? That's, well, GP, you have to you have to take it for
0: what it is. Few exceptions, fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But see, okay. So looking at looking at the looking at the bright side on that, the sainted Doctor Anthony Fauci mm-hmm. from the National Institutes of Health and Infectious Diseases. Did he get his Nobel Peace Prize? Uh, no, but he did get a million dollars. You heard about that one, right? Oh okay, okay, okay. He, he got a million dollars for his integrity and and keeping with the truth during this pandemic. Mm. He got he got a million dollars for that.
1: The,
0: the guy that changed his mind a million times. Yes. For 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 being okay. the uh for being the author of truth. At least pandemic. four
1: that I know of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He he got a million dollars for that.
1: Okay for having thick skin. Got
0: it. Yes. Yes. So Dr. Fauci has come out now and said that he's got he has the answer as to when these schools are going to reopen. And 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 that's good. That's good because we're all wondering, mm-hmm. right? GP all the people out in California you're all wondering yes, absolutely. when the schools are going to reopen and we've got good news because the Sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci has given a timeline as to when that's going to happen. If we do this correctly, of course as he says, if we do it correctly, he says that we could do this at the earliest. Of course, now these are just estimates, isn't that what he says? These are just these are just oh, estimates an estimate. and projections and and things. It, nothing mm. is absolute, right? Nothing's absolute. It's not like you write down an equation and then you get it. You know, you come up with a with a sum on something and you get an answer. So it's it's not like you it's not like you get that. So it's not definite, right? These are just projections and estimates. He says that the earliest we'd be able to reopen the schools at the earliest. And again, just a projection is somewhere. Uh, he says it's very likely towards the first quarter of 2022. So another year right? that that'd be the earliest, if at all possible. He was on Meet the Press on Sunday. Uh, so yesterday. And he says, um, and of course, they talked him up, right? Fauci's the leading epidemiologist in the government, and he said that there are studies that are already underway studying vaccine safety for younger children. Why are you studying vaccine safety for younger children? Up to this point, there's been no evidence that schools are the places of mass transmission. So why are you even studying that? Why, why are you not looking at the data that suggests what I just mentioned? That's what you should be looking at. Instead, you're looking at vaccine safety for young children. Even Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and of course now the new one, Johnson & Johnson. We'll talk about that in a minute. They're saying, if you're under 16, don't take this. They're all saying that openly. If you're under 16, don't take it. If you're pregnant, don't take it. So let me get this straight. If you're under 16, just so we're clear, if you're under 16, if you're a pregnant woman, if you have a range of other conditions, they tell you not to take it because of adverse reactions or even death, which by the way, none of these have been approved. They've been given emergency authorization. So if you decide you don't want to take any of these or if you are restricted from taking any of these, well, then your right to travel has just been canceled, right? Yeah, more or less. That's that seems to be what it is. So if you have kids, well, you can't go on vacation ever
2: again. You can't take them with you. So that's that's the end of that. So Fauci said Mm. if go ahead. How, how uh how long are these uh proposed passports you're talking about here how long are they going to last well they have well Bruce they had to act so fast
0: because Apple and Google were going to step in and do it they had to act so fast that they didn't have time to consider what the alternatives would be so in, instead of actually doing the logical reasonable common sense thing they made a decision out of haste not considering the consequences of something that they could later regret I'll just leave it at that And so they've burned that bridge before they've even gotten to it. That's what they've done. Fauci says, if you project realistically when we will be able to get enough data to be able to say that elementary school children will be able to be vaccinated. Why are you even thinking about that? I would think that would be at earliest the end of the year. But I mean, he doesn't want to get too far ahead of himself and very likely the first quarter of 2022. That's his actual quote.
2: Um, Take a walk,
0: a long walk off of a short pier. He says that he's not sure, though, when, uh, of course, I'm not sure what this has to do with anything. He says, I'm not exactly sure what the f- or when the first day of school is typically, uh, but we're going to try and get it pretty close to that. Now, remember, Johnson and Johnson, they have a single dose now, a single dose. Now, now what's, what was it? First, you need one. Then, well no, what no, sorry. You need two. Then Bill Gates comes out and says, well, you need three now. Oh, we just happen to have a single dose. Which, by the way, Bill Gates is also involved with Johnson & Johnson. That was reported last year in all of this. So he he was involved with Johnson & Johnson to get vaccine development underway as early as last year. He's got you coming and going with this one. Doesn't matter. Their single-dose vaccine was approved for emergency use by the Food and Drug Administration on Saturday. Listen to what I just said. Johnson & Johnson's single-dose vaccine was approved for emergency use by the Food and Drug Administration on Saturday. Think about this word game that they're playing. Approved for emergency use. That's not approved. That's not approved. It was given emergency authorization. That's not approval. Uh, Johnson & Johnson's chief scientific officer has come out and made a statement on MSNBC. Now, this is good news because, well, they just got their single dose vaccine approved, or excuse me, (laughs) did I say that? Authorized for emergency use, right? well, then that should protect you, correct? Wouldn't you think so? If you have a vaccine that you're touting as a great thing because it's a single dose vaccine, shouldn't be a problem. Well, the scientific officer, their chief scientific officer says that they're working on backup vaccines for all the variants. So don't worry about it. If that first one doesn't protect you, they've got four or five more ready to go for all the different variants that you're going to need. And of course, I'm sure they'll have boosters for every single one of those. And well, I mean, they're just going to get you to a point where you're going to be taking one vaccine a month. okay? and these things are wholly unpopular as they are now. So they're just going to keep coming at you and coming at you, and they're going to double up and double up and double down every single time. That's all they're going to do. We looked at some of the vaccine statistics, as in the number of people that are actually taking them per capita. It's quite shocking the number of people that aren't taking them.
2: By the way, do you remember Fauci being over HIV and AIDS uh, back yes. in the 80s? Yes. And he made a mess of it. Yeah. So this guy that you just mentioned here, the chief uh, science officer or whatever he yes. is, Paul Stoffels, I think is yes. his name. Yep. Uh, Stoffels uh, was a researcher and physician in uh, HIV and AIDS. Oh, really? Um Yeah. So they're going to have all that stuff ready to go
0: for you. It's no problem. They got everything rolled out ready for you to get shot up with all this experimental stuff. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. These people are sick joke. Okay. And speaking of sick jokes, let's get on to this one. Dear old Klaus is back again, and he has decided that he's going to come out with a new video from his group down there in uh, in Davos, Switzerland. Right? Davos, Switzerland. And you know something? I mean, this guy, he's such an interesting guy, isn't he? He's such an interesting guy. And it, it, I mean, one could attribute most of what we're seeing to, well, I'd say he's just a piece of the puzzle, to be fair. So the World Economic Forum put out a new video just the other day hailing quiet cities, qui- excuse me, quieter cities as businesses collapse during a lockdown. Now, they've since removed the video because the backlash to it was just unbelievable. Twitter, of all people, the bashing that they were receiving on Twitter. Right. And Twitter's a largely echo
2: chamber of the woke mob. You can still find the video out there, by the way. If, um,
0: yes, I do right. have it right here. Yeah, I do have it right here. Unfortunately, there are no words to it. So, I mean, it's just captions with the usual non-threatening corporate music chimes playing in the background, which is usually what they do. Uh, The World Economic Forum faced a barrage of criticism, a barrage, it was more than that, before deleting a social media video which praised the coronavirus lockdowns for quietly improving the cities around the world. In the video... The World Economic Forum said that as a result of people using less public transport, and the reason I'm going down through this is because there's no one speaking in the video, so I have to describe what's actually in it for people that haven't seen it. They said as a result of people using less public transport and factories closing down during the lockdown, noise and air pollution fell in cities throughout the world. Well, that's that's great. You're saving the planet. Of course, you're losing your livelihood. You're losing your, uh, your life, literally, because of the lockdowns. It's not the virus. It's the lockdowns that are causing people to kill themselves and commit suicide in in horrible ways. Anxiety, substance abuse, depression, all off the charts. Divorce rates. You can't even read it as to how bad it is. Not to mention what you're putting people through. The stress, unbelievable. The video also celebrated the ability of scientists to discover earthquakes due to the low level of seismic noise on the planet as populations were locked in their homes. Stay in your house. Stay in your house. Don't worry, we'll save the planet for you. Stay in your house. Do your duty right? Do your duty. It's the patriotic thing to do, right? This is how sick these people are. The World Economic Forum, which the uh, which is the primary body for pushing Klaus Schwab's idea of the so-called Great Reset, was widely ridiculed for the post, which Klaus said, what exactly? Some people may say this is too idealistic, uh-huh. um, but what other choice do we have? Uh-huh. At least we have to try. Yeah. See, he's the guy that said that. Yeah, they have to try. Yeah. That that's how disgusting these people are. That you want to know, you want to know who is fueling this agenda behind the governments. These are all puppet governments, make no mistake about it. It's this guy. It's his group. He's one of them. He's one of the players. He's not the only one. He's one of the players. It's very important to understand who this individual is and what he represents and what his group represents. Look up the World Economic Forum. I know we have a lot of new listeners if you're unaware of that group. weforum.org. Take a bit of your own time. Sit down. Understand what that group is all about. They're not hiding it. One of these people speaking out who was the former Brexit Party MEP, now the editorial director of Unlocked, uh, Martin Delpney who was among the first to flag the video before it was taken down. He later reposted the video, further exposing the World Economic Forum to criticism. And that's exactly what these people fear right there is criticism. If you look at the amount of subscribers that they have on YouTube, it's around 500,000. That's all they've got. 500,000 people subscribe to them. If they are such a revered group of people that have these grandiose ideas about giving you a better life and a great utopia, well then why do they only have 500,000 subscribers worldwide? And when you watch one of their videos on YouTube that they put up talking about how great they are, you notice how they always do that. They always tout themselves as great people right? And everything that you do is bad as a human. They get more dislikes than they do likes. Their dislikes are so great on YouTube that the algorithms actually have to delist the video. This is why you can't find any of them when you go to search for them, because they're delisted. Dubney said, Mr. Dubney said, I'm glad they tweeted this, speaking of the video, because it has exposed them for the out-of-touch crackpots that they are. And as I said, that's what they fear the most, is exposure to their... Sick ideology. The World Economic Forum sees humanity as a blight, yeah, or a cancer, if you will, something to be controlled and imprisoned in order to meet arbitrary climate change targets. Yeah, it's all about carbon, right? We're carbon based life forms. We emit carbon dioxide when we breathe out, when we exhale. Well, if you can target carbon, right, that's what it was with the climate change agenda, right? Carbon, your carbon footprint. Yeah, you remember that? You are bad. You were bad. Now they have to tax, regulate, and control you because you're carbon-based. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there are a lot of real problems with the environment. That's not in question here. What the problem here is, is you have a group of people that think that they are gods, and they're not. He goes on to say, there's just one problem. The public won't play along with their Great Reset nonsense. Here, here, sir. All of the things that the World Economic Forum want to stop, listen to this, work, travel, capitalism are the things that the vast majority of humanity lives for. The World Economic Forum have exposed themselves as ridiculously out of touch with the everyday man and woman, sheltered in their ivory towers. They treat the rest of us with absolute seething contempt. They think this world
2: belongs to them. They really believe that. So I went back and looked at their videos. If you go back a year, uh, they have positive likes uh, versus dislikes. However, since they've posted the, the deal about the Great Reset, it has been nothing but negatives since then.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, they're getting hammered. They know it. And so the tyranny is going to get worse and worse and worse because they're losing. Now, if anything, they should be, if they have their online mobs, right, if they have their online army, they should be revered, right? But they're not. They're losing and they know it. So they're going to double down. Make no mistake about that. They will not admit fault. They will double down every single time. Every single time. dobney went on to say that the World Economic Forum should be kept well away from being able to, quote, pull the levers of power in any country around the world. The World Economic Forum would rather we were imprisoned and carbon neutral. And that is a grisly future that no sane human should want to be any part of. Almost like he's been listening to us, isn't it? So what did the World Economic Forum do? Following along the trends of what you just mentioned, Bruce, because of the social media backlash on YouTube and Twitter and all the rest of them, Facebook and everything else, they deleted the video from their account and attempted to walk back the sentiments that they expressed in the uh, horribly produced film. They said, and I'm quoting here what they wrote. I actually saw a screenshot of this uh, from their uh, uh, from their Twitter. They said, we're deleting this tweet. Lockdowns aren't quietly improving cities around the world. Oh, they're not? Well, you just said that they were, but they are an important part of the public health response to COVID nineteen. Oh, oh, that's that's just great. Yes, don't worry about the fact that the noise pollution is down. No, don't worry about that. But you're saving everyone else's lives by staying home. You see how they again they take a failing agenda that they put out, they get caught, and they double down again. That's all they do. They double down in another way. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. These people are. (laughs) They're they're just like I've said it before. They're losers. My God. You want to know where the agenda is to keep your business closed? You want to know where the agenda is coming from to keep you locked in your house? Do you want to know where the agenda is coming from to give you nothing but hopelessness, despair and, and depression? It's this group of people right here. It's not your misery. It's theirs. It's reprojection. Commenting on the deleted video, Mr. Dubney said that the fact that the Davos-based NGO, non-governmental organization, for those that don't know, didn't see the backlash coming, proves how divorced from reality they are. They have no understanding of the everyday workings of the general public, who he said just want to work, prosper, and enjoy life. Isn't that what I've been saying for two days now? Just leave us alone. Let us run our businesses. Let us raise our children. Pay our little bit of taxes, if you so desire, because you got to have a little bit of infrastructure, right? Got to pay taxes. I get it. And just leave us the hell alone. It's that simple. Leave us alone. You sound like a white supremacist. <laughs> Racist. Again, with that identity politics, man. It's, you know what? I, I don't even have time for people to do that. Neither do you. I know that.
2: Yeah. That, but that's their whole argument. Is I they know. just call you a white supremacist. I or a I because a it shuts or? the
0: argument down. It's like you, you have no ideas like their ideas. Look at their ideas. Their ideas are failing. Their ideas are failing. Their ideas are are terrible. But we have ideas We have countering ideas to that that work. We can back up our ideas. We can argue our standpoint with a better idea. They can't do that. So they use the identity politics. They pull that card on you because they think, oh, that's going to shut down the argument. Well, it's not going to shut me down. It's not going to shut me up. It's not going to shut you up. This moment has been a rude awakening for the World Economic Forum, having at last popped its head out of its echo chamber. Yesterday, they were telling us how to have our COVID passports ready before we leave our bunkers. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's going to fail, too. You watch. Now they're telling us we had better not pollute once we leave. Oh, yeah, you don't want to do
2: that. By the way, something you said there made me think of um, the uh, Rick Astley song, you know, never going to give you up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. You
0: know, they... um, they go on to talk about all this. Uh, you know, you want to know where the Green New Deal is coming from, too. It's these people. that That's where it's coming from. Now, again, they're just a player, right? They're, they're not the uh, they're not the only one. This is a consortium. This is not this is not one or the other. So th- this, they're not the be all end all. Now, they might be the uh, the go to. But honestly, if I had to guess, right, Schwab's taking his orders from someone else. He, he's not he's not a kingmaker. He's taking his orders from someone else. Bruce, you look like you disagree.
2: Yeah, I was no, not really. I, I was thinking of uh, who he was taking it from. And uh, it, the, the the first thing I was uh, I, I was coming to, um, it almost sounds like uh, maybe given his nationality and, uh, you know, everything, it, it's almost like he's taking his, his um, directives from Mein Kampf. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it was it was it was being facetious. I'm not actually being serious. Well no
0: I mean that's that's kind of what the idea was that they that they actually promoted was the idea that we're going to have a but see here's the thing though I mean if you look at the way that the government was in Germany at the time the government was fascist but the economy was not So there was a difference. But it wasn't capitalism. It wasn't like what was going on in Germany during the time of the Nazis was not capitalism. It's very important to understand because everyone in history, this day and age especially, they just slap a label on it and say, oh, Germany was fascist. The government was, but the economy wasn't. What did they do in the economy? What was the economy like in Germany during that time? Why did the economy flourish? The government didn't control the economy. It didn't work like that. Like the economy was largely capitalist, but it was a different kind of capitalism. It wasn't true capitalism. It was what they referred to as dictatorial capitalism, which is essentially oh. it's like stakeholder so you,
2: capitalism. So, so you mean they they had a uh, defense production act that they enacted most of the time, and well. More or less. Yes, it was. It was
0: essentially it was this. They went like the the capitalists, factory owners, business owners and everything else. They said, look, you can do whatever you want. The Nazi said you can do whatever you want in business. You can make whatever you want. You can fabricate whatever you want, build whatever you want. We don't care. But but Germany needs A, B and C first. Then you can do whatever you want. You can have a free hand. That's what it was. So it was capitalism, but it wasn't true capitalism. It was, in that sense, it was dictatorial capitalism. It's very important to make the distinction. That's an extremely important
2: point in all of this. It is important to point out, but it's also important to point out that that system sounds on paper freer than our system currently. It does. But th- if you scary. look at it, though, it, it is pretty scary. But if you look at it,
0: though, think about it. What's Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum in, in Davos, Switzerland? What are they trying to do with all of the corporations. They're looking to do exactly the same thing, aren't they? You can do whatever you want, but sort of you're going to be on board with the ESGs. You're going to be on board with climate change. You're going to be on board with the Great Reset. You can do whatever you want as far as businesses, the ones that are involved, but you're going to carry all this, these other agendas first, then do whatever you want. It's essentially the same thing. So you're not
2: wrong. You're not wrong. Sort of. It's sort of. So it's more. it's more... I would say it's more corporate fascism than it is government fascism in this case, because you're not allowed to do certain things if it harms your ESG. So it's not Fair. necessarily that, you know, they're they're passing but, down edicts, but they're they're just putting things in position that says, Well, you won't be able to do business. So they're strong arming you. But when they say ESGs though, that applies
0: to you and to your business, does that apply to the businesses that are involved with the World Economic Forum? Because they're talking about stakeholder capitalism, not shareholder capitalism. They're trying to end shareholder capitalism. Stakeholder it capitalism... does on the surface. Yeah, I, I would say it will on the surface, but no. Yeah, behind the seat, like They're not going to follow these edicts. They're, they're not going to do that. So they'll have a free hand. I mean, that's, that was my point. They will have a free hand to do what they want as opposed to you or I or, or someone else that tries to operate and tries to to rise up and advance ourselves. No, we can't have that. We can't have that. Right.
2: So it's more of an oligarchy or corporate fascism yes. or, or stakeholder capitalism, as you're saying. Yeah, that, that'll be the, the, yeah.
0: Right. It's not being a shareholder anymore. A stakeholder. What is a stakeholder? This is the other thing people don't grasp. What is a stakeholder? A stakeholder is if you're in good with that corporation, you're protected. That's what that means. It's a good old boys club. The oligarchy is is what you're talking about, right? That it's the kind of capitalism they have in China. That's what it is. You know, it kind of goes back to the uh, the 2016 video we looked at in the article when uh, we were going over it with Marty. When uh, it was out of the World Economic Forum, they were predicting a uh, a happy future where individuals no longer owned anything. Do you remember that? Welcome to the year 2030. Welcome to my city, or should I say, our city? I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or clothes. Is that the kind of life you want to live? Is that the kind of future you want for yourself? Is that the kind of future you want for your kids, for your family? I certainly don't. All right. We're out of time today. So uh, we are going to have to go. But uh, fascinating conversation as always. We got GP, I think, for all of five minutes today. So uh, that, that was great. Nice to nice to have him on. No, he's on the phone. He's, uh, he's got a couple of calls he had to take. So uh, no, it was great to have him back in. We are promoting our Telegram channel. If you're not on Telegram, you're wasting time. Get over there and get signed up to Telegram. Join our channel when you get over there as well. We're a public channel. Just search for Dynamic Independence. We will pop right up. Subscribe to us over there. We are mirroring all of our podcasts we put out here every day. And we're also putting out an exclusive podcast only to our Telegram subscribers. It comes out once a week. So if you want that extra content, be sure and get signed up to us over there. Also, I'd like to thank all of you who have subscribed to us over on Telegram? I know we've got a lot of new subscribers this week. Thank you all very much. That means a lot to us. We hope you enjoy the content that you're getting. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips@dynamicindependence.com. At and we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that will do it for today. Thank you guys for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. We will see everyone tomorrow.